Hi, it's Jim Shokum, host of Web Comics Reviews and Interviews. Tonight, we're doing reviews. Random Slice of Life, Theurgy, and How to Be a Werewolf. So sit back, relax, and let the Geek Fest begin. Alright, before we get going, let's talk format. Each one of the web comics I'm reviewing will be given a 1 to 5 rating in three different areas. Those scores will be totaled up and then averaged. Don't worry, I'll do all the math for you. Just, you know, sit back, relax. Um, what this basically translates to is that we're looking at the writing, we're looking at the art, we're looking at the web design. With the writing, obviously this is going to be a little on the subjective side because we're trying to compare half a zillion different types of genres and comics and, well, it tends to get a little bit on the weird side. But, generally speaking, the writing has to match the comic. If you're doing a gag comic, yeah, I'm not too worried about plot and character development. I mean, if you're going to show the same characters over and over, then yeah, there better be at least some character development in there. But, with gag comics, I'm more worried about, you know, are the jokes funny? How well do the jokes need to be punched up? And... Are they at least interesting? On the other hand, if we're looking at something a little bit more long form, then yeah, there better be some character and plot development in there. There better be no continuity mistakes. This is something that needs to be read over a long period of time, so there needs to be some really cool stuff going on. Generally speaking, I'll be looking at the writing really intensely because, well, that's my area. So expect a lot of weird calls in that regard. But generally speaking, if it's, I'll let you know what the problems are with the writing and what I'm basically expecting and how it fulfills those expectations. The art is definitely going to be incredibly subjective. The obvious big problem here is that the art has to fit the webcomic. If you're doing a gag comic, yeah, you can get away with some really weird stuff as far as what you're doing in terms of simplicity. You know, you can get away with stick figures over the long haul. No problem. XKCD does it, no problem. The Dinosaur comic, again, no problem. On the other hand, if you're doing something a little bit more, shall we say, more long form, yeah, there'd better be some serious art going on. And yeah, I know it's unfair to look at a gag comic in terms of getting away with art more than you should be doing with a long form. But sometimes an incredible masterpiece just doesn't work with a gag comic. Gag comic, you want to be short and sweet and to the point. Long form, you want to have something to look at in terms of visuals. So yeah, it's, the art is going to be an incredibly subjective issue. Web design, however, is not so Subjective end is pretty much cut and dry. What I'm looking for here is, you know, how detailed is, how much detail is in the design, you know? Is it just simply a straightforward, just an archive and you can go from comic to comic, no problem, but otherwise it's boring as, well, vanilla? Or are you putting way too much effort into it and it's busy and you can't navigate anywhere because of broken links and that sort of thing? Or is it pretty much just right and you've got a really, really attractive layout, you've got some really cool stuff in terms of background art, 
you can definitely differentiate where the buttons are and it's really easy to maneuver around. So, web design is pretty much caught and dried. And again, each one of these will be given a 1 to 5 rating. That will be totaled and uh, don't worry, I'll average it out for you. The other thing to keep in mind is that I will be mentioning the URLs of these particular webcomics. However, you'll probably want to be going straight to the show notes on them. Some of these tend to get a little bit on the funky side and that can be a distraction in and of itself. So, yeah. I know some of you are doing this, you know, listening to the podcast as you do exercise or while you're doing work and jotting down the URL is not going to be incredibly useful for you. Nonetheless, they will be mentioned and they will be in the show notes. So you can definitely go there and do a copy and paste from there. That said, let's get going. That random slice of life is definitely proof of this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want. The basic idea is that you're looking at the life through the eyes of a red fox. Or more accurately, an anthropomorphic red fox. And it's basically the character person's avatar. That's fine. You know, this is the webcomic based around somebody's personal musings about her own private life. And how she experiences it and the problems she encounters. And, well, it gets fun. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on. And overall, it's a really cute little comic. And I do mean little. There's only 34 comics in the entire archives as of right now. The other problem with the comic right off the bat is that it's not really updating that often. I mean, it's been around for, what is it, almost three years? Sorry, two years. And, well, um, uh, yeah, it's got 34 comics. So, yeah. But, like I'm trying to point out, this is a straightforward gag comic. Vignettes of life. Some really cool stuff going on. And definitely one of those comics you might want to put into your folder just so you can come back to it every so often. As far as the writing goes, you basically have a little bit of a problem that you can't really tell the characters apart at this stage of the game. I'd really like to see a lot more character development gone differentiating the characters a little bit more, but there's only a couple of characters and you don't really see them a whole lot of the time. I mean, you see one of them a whole lot of time, and the other ones are pretty much random. The only other thing is that I'd like to see the jokes get punched up just a little bit. There's some really good stuff going on, and there's some great potential as far as the jokes go. However, they're just a little bit more low-key than they absolutely need to be. I mean, it's just... You read through the punchlines, it takes like about 10 seconds to read the entire comic, and you want a little bit more. Not bad. It's just like I said. It's just it needs a little bit more of a punch. The only other problem is that some of her musings do tend for real life tend to get into the comic. For example, problems she's been having with her tablet. While it's sort of nice to have that information, that's stuff that should be relegated to the comment section. It just tends to take away from the comment itself. That is, you got this really cool joke, and then you've got about two pages of this is what's going on in my life. You know? It's a really great potential as far as the writing goes, but it just 
need to differentiate better between here's where the comment goes in. We need to put the stuff that comments in the comment section. So, as of right now, it stands at about three. It's a really good comic. It's got some really great potential, and I'd really like to see if it can get to that potential. As far as the art goes, the problem we got here is that it started off as a really basic line art. You know, we're not talking XKCD type stuff, but we are talking basic outlines of the characters. It's a really cute art style, and it actually t- worked. I mean, gag comic is sort of cool because you can get away with a whole lot in terms of the art style goes. And obviously, in this case, that was definitely the case. You know, you've got some, like I said, you've got some really cute characters going on here. And then there was a substantial change shift in the art style. And every since then, it's been well filled in and actually more cartoony. So, but. Like I said, with a gag comic, you can get away with a certain amount. And like I said, it's not bad to see a certain degree of experimentation. It can actually liven things up a little bit. I think the change in our style is actually working out, however. Um, you can definitely differentiate the characters a lot more. And there's some definitely fun stuff going on with the art. I just wish there was a little bit more to it. Even for a gag comic where I expected there to be a certain degree of simplicity, this is really going for that. I'm not sure what kind of level of complexity I'm really looking for here, but it's just something a little bit more. You know, you've got all these really complicated equipment and all that, and it's being done very simplistically. And... I think if you're doing computers and laptops and that, you can only get away with an ultra-simplistic style for so long before it starts wearing. So, overall though, the art style isn't bad. It's actually, like I said, really, really cute. Which I hope, which I'm figuring is the point. You know, these are definitely some fun characters and they're very attractive characters for what they are. So I'm definitely going to give this more of a three and a half. Design, well, it's webtoons, so it's not bad, it's just not great, you know? You can get between the various sections, no problem, there's a definite archive section, you know, maneuverability is not an issue here. It's just straight up, I wish webtoons would have a little bit more form than with their format, because I'm going to continuously knock it down. It's just very Spartan, very vanilla, and there's nothing really to it, and I've not really seen anybody actually have some fun with it. So, you know, you've got a bio, you've got an archive, and you can go between the various characters, or sorry, the various comics, no problem. And the other problem, only other problem is that the comics are vertical, and they take up lots of space, meaning you're going to have to scroll down a lot in order to enjoy any particular comic. So, keep that in mind. But like I said, so the design, is, unfortunately, is three. What this basically translates to is there's some really great stuff going in the comics, some really cute character designs, there's some really great gags. I mean, straight up, 
this has some serious potential as a webcomic. I'd really like to see that uh, potential actually be done something with. And yeah, we're going to get a really weird score of 3 and a 6th. Go figure. Oh, by the way, and the URL is www.webtoons.com slash Ian slash challenge slash that dash random dash slice dash of dash life. Yeah, remember what he said about some of these URLs are going to get seriously funky? Yeah, this will be in the show tunes. PRG is a webcomic where you have a guy who accidentally summons a demon. And the two of them uh, fall in love, or at least a heavy state of attraction. And that pretty much sums it up. Straight up, you've got good old Gabe, who has a couple of friends over. He gets conned into doing a demon summoning. Things don't work out by any stretch of the imagination. And everybody goes home after some really felt botched attempts at cleaning up. And then the demon shows up few hours later comedy ensues <laughs> it's a really great little comic I mean there's only 74 comics so far so it should only take you about an hour or so to get through um, there's some really great little characters running around the characters are complete I mean they look great so this is one of those comics you're definitely going to be going back to every so often it's, there's some really great stuff going on. Uh, as far as the, the writing goes, you've got some really great character and plot development. That is, the relationship between Gary and Dez, the demon, uh, is definitely evolving and taking on different aspects. There's a definite mythology starting to take place. That is, you've got some definite limitations on what demons can and can't do. And Dez's abilities... For example, being a little bit on the shape changing to social invisibility are definitely apparent. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if we have other demons pop in or if Des decide to have a little too much fun and we actually see some actual magic. But I don't think so because it's way too low-key of a comic for that, which is actually pretty good. Uh, the character development is actually pretty decent. I mean, at this stage of the game, you can definitely tell the characters. If these characters were, were blobs, and they're not. You could actually still tell who's who. The characters are that well defined. So the writing here is actually pretty good. I mean, you got some really great characters. You can fall in love with any of them. And there's some definite personality to each one of them. You know, they've got their own obvious personality. They've got their own way of talking. Overall, there's some really great characterization going on here that makes this comic definitely stand out. So we're definitely looking at about a four here. The art is sort of plus minus. Unlike a lot of comics, you can definitely tell the four, the five characters apart. You know, there's absolutely no question who's who. We're not talking like a manga here where there's a very little difference between characters or you actually have to look for it. You know, we're not talking like character A and character B. The only real difference is their hairstyle type of deal. We're talking different builds, we're talking different heights, weights, so on and so forth. 
even even the costuming that fits the character. And yeah, that's something I really love to see is when you've got the characters are actually dressed differently from each other, and when those costumes actually work really well for the characters in question. You know, you've got Lewis who's a little bit on the nerdy side, and he's basically got a long-sleeved hoodie. Um, Gabe's a little bit more outgoing, so of course he's got a uh, long-sleeved raglan going on. You know, the baseball shirts, it has the colored sleeves that are different from the main body. Yeah. Um, Ella goes around in a dress, and she's definitely different than Grace. There's a definite, you know... One of them's thin, one of them's a little bit oversized. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's some really great character design. I even like the little horns on Dez. Well, okay, they're more like ram's horns, but you get the idea. When we start looking at the char- the art for the characters, it's, it's pretty awesome. However, the, char- the art for the actual comic itself needs a little bit of work. I'd like to see a little bit more detail on a lot of things. Um, it's just straight up. If you're doing a long form and you're doing what I guess you'd call the, you know, um, large colored areas type of thing, you know, you see tables, you see chairs, sure, but they're more I they're more colors than they are actual forms. So I'd like to see a lot more detail as far as the backgrounds go. I mean, you've got four people that are hanging around each other and you've got a couch in the glow of a TV. So, there's some really interesting detail every so often, but generally speaking, the, the set itself is just not really well dressed. And I'd really like to see something happen with that. So, the art is a three. The website design, however, is pretty nifty. Um, you can actually, like I said, you have no problem going between sections and there's an archive and so on and so forth. I mean, it's a little bit on the simple side, granted, but it's not bad, you know? As far as what everybody's looking for in terms of being able to shift from, you know, the early parts of the comic to the later parts of the comic and then figuring out exactly which comic you're dealing with. Hey, the design is awesome. I mean, it could use some serious work. I'd like to see a few more sections thrown in, like, uh, you know, character bios and a bio for the author himself. But overall, it's not bad. So we're definitely looking at about a four here. What this all translates down to is... Well, you've got some really great character and plot design. Um, it's going places. I mean, the only major problem is that either is this is a boys' love and uh, comic, and so that means that there is going to be a little bit of sex between two guys in the comic, and there is. It's done reasonably tastefully, and it's they have a little bit of fun with it. So, you know. There is an actual a ratings issue if you happen to be a parent trying to avoid stuff for your kid. And, of course, there's the whole demon summoning thing. But, 
as far as the writing goes, as far as the overall comic goes, this has some really fun potential. And yeah, you tend, critics tend to use that word way too much, maybe. But what we're basically looking for is that you've got some uh, two really strong characters in terms of what their, where their relationship can go. It's not really set in stone yet, and it's going to be interesting to see where that goes later on. Um, the friends are definitely there, and the friends again, are, we haven't really tapped into their potential as far as what the characters can do. They're very well developed, but there's not, haven't been really done anything with them yet. Throw in the relatively simplistic but efficient web design. And I think we're basically looking at a solid three and a third. That is, this is going to be one of those comics that you're going to be going to every so often and track down and see what happens. You know, you're not going to be wanting to do this every week because it's going to be way too easy to catch up on, but it's definitely worth having in your bookmark folder, and if you subscribe to it, definitely do. This is definitely one of those comics you want to come back to every so often. And just because... Third, the web, the URL is theurgy.smackjeeves.com. And, okay, so it's not that bad. We've seen worse. But definitely look in the show notes. Last but not least, there's how to be a werewolf. The URL, by the way, for this is incredibly simplistic. Howtobeawerewolf.com um, Real basic setup is you have... This is going to be a werewolf comic with some definite different compared to a lot of how... A lot of people tend to do werewolf comics. But try to keep up. The real basic is that you have Malia Daisanko Walters, and I hope I pronounced that right, who was bitten at the age of five. Uh, she was kept apart from... You know, she manifested her werewolf abilities at a relatively early age compared to what we're used to thinking in terms of werewolves. You know, usually we're talking puberty-related adolescence. And because of that, her family kept her apart. She effectively doesn't have a werewolf pack, at least not at the beginning, and actually has to grow into that. But, she does have a human pack, and it does keep her nice and grounded. There are some problems. Uh, she does scratch her brother at an early age, to no effect, thank goodness. But, you know, this isn't your standard werewolf story where person gets bit, goes onto a rampage, and either gets shot down or gets welcomed into another pack. What's sort of cool here is that you've got somebody who's was bit at a really early age. The family didn't know what to do with it, but was still welcomed the kid. You know, they protected her, did what they could in order to make sure she grew up fine, and uh, she basically became a barista. And then she is found out by Elliot Ross, who's in charge of, well, investigating some potentially werewolf-related murders in the area. He finds her, doesn't believe that he's found her, because, well... She's not acting like a werewolf. She smells like one, but she not actually is one. And things get going from there. Elliot, sorry, Elias helps her get into becoming a werewolf, teaches her the basics, and it's sort of really cool. And this is actually probably going to be the more standout of the three comics tonight. 
As far as the writing goes, you've got some really great character development going on as well as some plot development, and this is a long form, whereas the others have been a relatively short comic or a gag comic. This is a extremely long form. This has been around for a couple of years, and it shows. And on top of that, there's been a lot of faithful updating. So there is a ridiculously large archive on this one. We're not talking Penny Arcade large, but we're definitely talking something that's going to take you a couple hours to go through. And it's definitely worth it. The character development is pretty on par. I mean, it's just... You've got some really great characters. You can definitely tell who's who by how they act and how they speak, as well as how they behave. On top of that, there's some really great evolution as the characters go. I mean, not a whole lot, but it's definitely there. On top of that, the you've got some definite mythology being written here. You know, you've got this is how the werewolves act, this is what they do, so on and so forth, and you've got the pack structure in. How important is the werewolf? It's sort of why when Malay and her family required that pack structure, and then you get to see the other pack in the area. Uh, there's also creatures like the Wendigo and a few other things. I mean, there's definitely a mythology being built here, and it's sort of false sorts of, you know. Yeah, it. when you start talking writer, this is the kind of stuff we like to see. You know, unlike a lot of werewolf comics, where they pretty much go into straightforward... This is what we're doing with this, and we're going to go straight horror. This is actually a lot of having fun with it, some actual comedy going on. It's a little bit more low-key, and I think low-key tends to be tonight's theme. But, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just, when you start thinking werewolves, you want to see something a little bit more emotion-based. And you've got some actual thinking going on here. You know, this is not the werewolves you're used to from the 1980s and 1990s horror movies. You know, these are not creatures that go into a straight wolf form and start destroying things. No. There's more of a partial transformation type situation going on for the most part. I mean, yeah, they can go full wolf, but generally speaking, you've got a really cool little thing going on as far as the transformations go. So, throw in the mythology, throw in the character development, throw in the plot development, throw in the continuity... This is definitely going to be a comic that is probably going to be around for a lot longer. I mean, it's just there's a lot of stuff here to recommend it. So the writing in of itself gets a solid 5. As far as the art style goes, this is where things get going. Like I said, I tend to expect a lot more from the art when it comes to a long-form comic. You know, there's a lot more to it than that. Or than a straight gag comic. Whereas with a gag comic, you want things to be straight to the point. With a long form, you want to see a little bit more evolution. And there's definitely that. I mean, but the characters are all well-defined in terms of their looks. And there's a nice diversity that seems to work. You know, you don't have everybody as the same color. Plus, this isn't diversity done just for the sake of diversity. That diversity is actually built on. And we've got two different levels of it going on. Uh, first off, I want to point out Malia's uh, mother, Maria, who is from the Philippines. And it's really, really cool to actually explore that culture to a certain degree. They also have some of her language being used. And basically, 
when you used to seeing diversity in the webcomic, it's usually just the skin color and that's as far as they go with it. There's no actual, let's explore anybody's actual culture behind that. And here you've got it on no less than two different levels. You're first off looking at Maria and her Philippine heritage, which tends to get highlighted every so often. And then, of course, you've got the culture of the werewolves, which is shown to be entirely different than the regular people. It's obviously more pack-centric, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a definite stronger hierarchy going on. It's just straight up. It's sort of nice to see. I mean, even with the werewolves, you've got a lot of really cool different character designs going on from all the way from people who don't really show their wolf and trace all that often to people who are constantly in full wolf form. So when you start looking at the character designs, you're seeing a lot of those cultural represent, uh, that cultural being represented in how the characters actually design and how they dress. I mean, it's just all sorts of coolness. So, I think for that alone, this should get high marks. On top of that, the art for the comic itself is, well, pretty good. Specifically, you got to the character, the backgrounds are actually fairly well developed. You've got actual furniture here. You know, you don't just have stuff put random here and there. You've actually got the sets have been actually designed. So when they go to the place where uh, Malaya works, for example, you've got, here's the counter, here's where all the machines are, here's where everybody sits, so on and so forth. The her bar has been really well designed and would actually work as an actual business. I mean, you've got ceiling lights actually hanging down from the ceiling. You can actually see where they're hanging down from. So the the art here is meticulous. It's incredibly well detailed. You know, it's blurry as needed. It's sharp when it's needed. And I like the fact that it's not just all one tone, you know. Sometimes it can be light. Sometimes it can be dark. Sometimes it can be blurry. Sometimes it can be, you know, whatever. The bottom line here is that in terms of the sheer artwork, it's very well done. I do have some issues, but... The more in terms of some of the characters are just a little drawn, a little too simple, seeing more cartoony. I mean, you've got this really well detailed comic, and you have people doing, you know, drawn as a little cartoony. You know, it works, but it just could be working so much more. Um, it's just overall the art here is pretty incredible, but it's got a couple of flaws with it. So we're basically looking at about a four. The web design, however, is arguably one of the best I've seen. Not only do you have all the different sections, but you've got some of these sections that have actually been developed. You know, we're not just talking really brief one paragraph, basic stats on who the characters are. These characters have actually been given really in-depth bios. You know, you've actually got the archives are pretty well organized into chapters and that sort of thing. So that's pretty awesome as well. I wish things were a little bit numbered, but you can't have everything. I mean, there's even a fan art section. I mean, seriously, how often do you see an actual fan art section actually there? You know? So, it's sort of nice to see there's some really neat little things being done here and there in terms of the 
the design of the actual page itself. And on top of that, it doesn't look half bad. You know, you've got a cute little forest motif going on in the background. It actually is done really well. And instead of having, you know, basically taking over the page, blends into it and gives some nice definition to the side. So overall, you've got a lot of really cool stuff going on in terms of the web design. And I dare say this is... If you want to do a webcomic design, yeah, this is exactly what you need to be looking at. So definitely, I'm going to have to give it a 5 just because I really, really love it. Overall, that means that How to Be a Werewolf is going to be one of those comics you definitely are going to be wanting to put into your bookmark folder. It's a four and a half, Easy. And it earns that. You know, you've got some, I mean, it's a little on the low-key side, granted, and there are some minor problems with the art every so often, but generally speaking, this is an excellent webcomic. This is something you're definitely going to be wanting to check in, figure out what's going on. You're going to be wanting to explore the archive, figure out what's going on with this, that, or the other character, and you're definitely going to be skipping into the archive. I mean, this is going to be one of those archives that's going to take you a long time to read through. And not just because it's so huge, but because there's so much going on in terms of the comic. You know, this is the kind of webcomic you get into and you actually start having a little bit of fun with. So, you know, this is going to be one of those comics you want to look at. Okay, I've got a little bit of spare time here because, well, The Random Slice of Life was a lot shorter review than I thought it was going to be. It's just, it was a cute comic, and, yeah, it's definitely a fun little comic, but it didn't be a really short review, and apparently that's throwing my schedule off. So, because that gives me a little bit of time to actually play and actually describe what's basically going on, this is the 57th episode of this particular podcast. I do have a prior incarnation that ended up being a little over 100 episodes, so technically I'm looking at about 160 episodes of WCRI has been produced. Admittedly, a good chunk of those are well lost on the ether for various reasons, but just letting you know that this is a podcast that's been around for a couple of years, a lot longer than than it would seem. The problem is that it's gone from three episodes a week to just one. And this basically means that I'm going to be doing some interesting format changes over the next couple of months. What this basically means is that I'm going to try to basically get into a pattern where there's one, maybe two episodes of reviews every month. uh, Definitely an interview of some sort. And one or two instructional podcasts. If you want to have your webcomic reviewed, please drop me a line either on my Facebook page or, you know, direct email. I'm not that hard to find. I'm definitely on Facebook way more than I probably should be. But the basic key here is that means I'll be doing three to six webcomics a month. And I'll be doing exactly that and I'll be tallying the scores. You can actually find the you, the scores in the actual show notes. Um, the instructional stuff is going to be pretty much what it's always been. 
you know, how to basically write your comic and have some fun with it. You know, the occasional art tips, that sort of thing. But generally, the main thrust will be how to basically build your comic from the scratch and how to make it look really great. And we're basically looking at it mostly from writing's perspective. The reason I'm doing, I'm focusing on the writing more than I am the art is because, quite frankly, you can find all these really great art tutorials all over the place, but you can't really find a whole lot of writing. You know, you've got people who do the news of comics, who track the top ten, straight up. If you're doing your webcomic and you can't figure out where you are as far as everybody else goes, you're just simply not trying. You you simply don't care. Either approach is fine. You know, if somebody tells you you need numbers to back what you're doing, tell them you're on drugs. Some people do this stuff just for the sake of doing it. That's fine. If you're doing it for fun, great. Don't basically fall in the trap that you have to do the same thing as everybody else does. But the basic gist is that the instructional stuff is sent specifically on the writing because there's so little writing stuff out there. You know, you've got uh, Jenna Mordesi who's doing an incredible job on YouTube. You've got a few other writers here and there, but generally speaking, you don't really have a whole lot of writing instruction type stuff going on. This also means that the writing, the, uh, basically I've got a, a blog called Mixing Art and Business that you're going to be seeing a lot more of as far as on my Facebook page. Uh, I'm going to be ramping up the instruction just a little bit. You're probably not going to see it on the podcast, but you are going to be seeing a lot more in the show notes. As far as the Interviews go, pretty much expect the usual. You know, you're not going to be able to really... I'm going to try to basically do it so that you've got somebody who's actually a webcomic person probably every month or two. And then the other interview will basically be somebody I figure is going to be interesting for a different perspective. You know, we've already seen legal. We've already seen people doing dietary. Expect stuff like taxes and that sort of thing, you know. When you start doing webcomics, you have to look at it as a business, and so you need a lot of people, a lot of different levels of expertise going in there. So expect to see a lot of weirdness as far as the interviews go. Please note that there is a Patreon associated with this podcast, and I'd really like it if you help support it. I mean, obviously, if you need your subscriptions to wherever this pod, you're finding this podcast, and you're going to be seeing this podcast show up in a lot more places over the next couple of weeks. As it is right now, it's only available on iHeartRadio and K4HD. That's fine. You know? However, this does have to expand, and that means I do need to put it in a lot more places just to see what happens. So, expect to start seeing this podcast pop up in a little bit more places. Uh, The other reason is I'm iHeartRadio is sort of limited geographically into four countries. And one of them is the United States, and it, you know, and the other three are like Britain, New Zealand, and Australia. So I definitely need to be able to reach a lot bigger audience. So expect to see this in a lot more places than it used to be. So yeah, this podcast will be expanding. Also keep in mind that there is a Patreon page associated with this and 
definitely check that out. Definitely be worth your time, especially if you're an artist. I'm going to basically be putting a lot more stuff as far as instruction stuff. Basically, what I'll be looking at is doing is actually trying to set up the occasional blooper reel. There's going to be tips and tricks. and I mean, just little things on how to make writing a lot easier as well as artists in general. Expect a lot of weirdness there. I mean, we're not going to be looking at just, you know, how to be a better artist or how to be a better writer specifically, but we're looking at things like, you know, how to get over certain things like stage fright. And yeah, there is a certain level of stage fright when you're a writer. Or we're looking at things like focusing or how to build business plans or that sort of thing. Again, we're looking at the overall how to be a better artist. And because of that, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be explored and I'll be putting it over on the Patreon page. In fact, there's already a couple of different little mini-podcasts over there for people. Last but not least, expect to see us over on YouTube. It's going to be basically looking at taking the little mini podcast and attaching an audiogram and a few ads for other stuff so if you want to look that up hey please do the patreon page is of course patreon.com slash two sparrows t-w-o sparrows um we've got three different tiers there's just a one dollar a month is a straightforward hey support the page thank you if you do so we definitely encourage everybody to do what they really feel comfortable with. For that, you will basically be getting some really cool little occasional coupon codes for t-shirts, that sort of thing. Plus, like I said, anything that helps support the podcast, the better. The $5 tier is pretty much a straightforward. You get all the goodies. You know? You get access to the mini podcast. You get access to the blooper reel. You get access to the full show notes. The stuff you're seeing at the iHeart site itself is just pretty much straightforward little itty-bitty stuff. It's just a straightforward, this is what's in the thing. The actual show notes tend to expand on that just a little bit. And I'll be uploading those a lot with a lot more frequency and actually tr- catching up. And, of course, last but not least, um, uh, leaves the third tier, which is a $10 tier. What this does is it entitles you to a mention on the actual podcast as well as the various mini-podcasts that are produced that month. Yeah, I'm going to point out the mini-podcast because the way it's going to be set up is that they're going to be put onto the Patreon page. And once a month, or more accurately, once a week, one of the older mini-podcasts will be made into a video and thrown up on YouTube for public consumption. This means that if you get into the 5 or $10 tier, you'll be having access to a lot of really cool stuff a lot earlier than everybody else does, like a month earlier. If you do the $10, that means not only are you getting those mentions, but this also means that you'll be getting a mention whenever, for that, for that particular month, you'll be getting a mention as far as the, the Facebook and the other social media type stuff. So if you're trying to basically get your web com- comic up and going, yeah, you might want to basically look at that $10 tier. So, just letting you know that this podcast will be expanding a little bit in terms of scope. It has to. It has to evolve and it has to be going somewhere. So, 
Sorry if it seems I've taken a little bit of space here, but hey, just letting you know there's some interesting stuff going on in the works. So, anyway, the three pot, uh, three web comics that were reviewed this episode were the Random Slice of Life with an overall score of three and a sixth. Yeah, it's a really great little comic, and it's going to be interesting to see if it actually goes anywhere. I hope it does. Theurgy. Yeah, this one's just starting, so this is where this thing's going to go. Nobody really knows, and it has a really great start. At three and a third, yeah, this is definitely going to be one of those web comics you're going to be wanting to go to and put into your bookmarks. As far as how to be a werewolf, yeah, you definitely want to read this. It's got some beautiful art. It's got some great characters. It's got some really. It's actually trying to build a mythology. And I love it when webcomics build their own little mythology. Plus, there's a whole lot of stuff there for you to read. So, again, if you love this po- podcast, please support us at patreon.com slash sparrows T-W-O, and have a great life. I'll talk to you later.